Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his good, good pal, Dave Damashek. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy, what is this? Uh, would this be March Madness Eve? Nah, I don't count the plans. Yes. Yeah, all right, we'll play the count the plans. We're coming to you Wednesday night. We're doing this. St. Patrick's Day, Dave. Uh, I know you want to talk food. Did you celebrate in style? No, uh, sadly, I did not. Oh, um, I do. I do want to mark the occasion, not St. Patrick's Day, but the arrival of March Madness after a year away. Mm. <clears throat> it's one shining moment. Oh, wow. We reach for the stars. It's one shining moment. He's really doing it. God bless the USA. <laughs> Wait a minute. I did. Why doesn't I everybody? Why don't all sports have a song? They should all like. <laughs> what? There should we? We need before this month is out. Yeah. In honor of March Madness, we should write okay. a Super Bowl song mm-hmm. and a World Series song and all champ or all playoff uh, event songs. Let's, Let's figure do that it. Out. But no, I didn't do anything for St. Patrick's Day. How about you? I did. You know, the wife, uh, she, was not, she went out, she had a dinner herself, but she made one for me and the kids. Uh, it almost worked. She had the, we had the corned beef, the cabbage, the, the potatoes, the Irish soda bread, which is great. Don't don't get into that. Mm. You'll never stop. Um, but the the uh, the problem was the uh, cabbage. Couldn't get the full cabbage. They were out of cabbage, so she had to buy sliced mm. cabbage, which ended up just being like sauerkraut. And it's like ah, that brought it from a, a a solid B plus to like a C or a C plus. But I'll tell you, I'm. But this wasn't this. this wasn't her creation. No, in the kitchen. she just bought it and brought it. That's right. She bought it and brought it in. Yeah, it wasn't she? She was stuck basically. I I give her a it was it was. Good effort, and again, she was going out, so it was nice of her to put this together. Well, I know but we I, have a lot to talk about, but very quickly, yeah. holiday food. What holiday has the I was best just going to say, well, I was just going to say, this is a holiday food. This is the holiday food that I wish I revisited more than once. Now, you could say, oh, corned beef, hmm. anytime you get deli, you'll get a corned beef sandwich. No, I go to pastrami, except on St. Patrick's Day when I got the nice golden mustard, the dark mustard on the corned beef itself, mixing it with the potatoes and the and the butter and everything. I'm like, oh, this is delightful. I could do this six mm-hmm. times a year. For God's sakes, the kids are eating chicken fingers uh, every 36 hours. Why can't we mix this in every For now sure. And then? Well, I mean, you know, you know my longstanding view on stuffing and why in our yeah. gluttonous so society your we've relegated del- it, it's your number one holiday food that you should people should have Thanksgiving, more often than yeah. once a year. I mean, for an individual item, yes. I think Corned so. beef, we should eat more of. Yes. I also, that's a different conversation, but which deli, which nation's deli meats do you most want? I think the easy one, nations. people naturally will just go like, yeah. well, give me the kosher deli. I want to get the corned beef and yeah. I want, like, give me all the good delicatessens here mm-hmm. in LA and all, you know, uh, with the pastrami. I think Italian cold cuts. Oh, yeah. Ultimately, are superior. The prosciutto, mm. the gabagool, the, you know. It's a little like different. Those, uh, uh, the cold, it's cold and hot, right? It is very different, right? You're gonna have a hot yeah. pastrami sandwich. Really, it's hard but to beat the, with a cold cup of gold. I don't know. When yeah, you lo- go for Valentine's Day, it's an expensive dinner and then a box of chocolates. Those are those foods. Are Fine, you watching me? Great. Holy shit! This guy's like watching me. You know for sure. Then St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, yeah. you get the corned beef and the potatoes. Good, good lackluster in the dessert area though unless you count uh oh, yeah. um 
what do they call the Mc, uh, the McShamrock? The Shamrock Shake. Shamrock Shake. That's still yeah, pretty yeah. good. Mm-hmm. It's a good flavor, by the way. Uh, Ross <laughs> Tucker was on minus three to break down free agency, but then somehow we detoured. He was food good. Talk. The last 10 minutes, he, he said you ran out of time. You should have reversed it. You should have gone food first and then talked about Big Ben. This, this Boy, he, I, let me just say, I know I plugged the show, but minus three, please go download, subscribe, listen to it. You want to get the 411 on free agency. Ross Tucker was legit good. And even though it excellent. sounds conspiracy theorist kind of adjacent stuff, the thing about Belichick and whether or not he cares or doesn't care about what Tom Brady did, he makes a powerhouse case that, of course, they're mm-hmm. two human beings. Of course, they care what the other one's doing. They were together for 20 years. So it's a fascinating breakdown on all of that. Well, but, let's uh, talk I about it while, after- while you brought it up. And that's okay. minus three. Ross okay. Tucker He's great. And he brings up the Patriots and what they did. Is it? Is this Belichick? Is he uh, is he forced to do this? Is he freaking out? I think it's a little combination of both. I don't think he wants to go three and fourteen his last three years when he's in his seventies. I don't know if he thinks he's going to be able to catch Tom Brady and win a Super Bowl without him. But um, boy, oh boy, they signed Hunter Henry. They signed John New Smith. They signed um, who, who's the receiver? Nelson Aguilar. They're really loading up. It makes it's the most interesting quarterback spot designation that I. I have no idea. Like, what are they going to do? Because you might say Mac Jones, but that doesn't really fit the scheme if Cam Newton's the backup, right? Or if like they're, they're both, it's different, different setups altogether for those two guys. You don't really see that. So I really, and I don't think they'll go Stidham or anything like that. I think they still have a move to make in here somewhere. And unless you think it's Deshaun Jackson, we'll talk about in a minute, or Russell Wilson, I don't think they're rich enough for that. I am Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I Deshaun Watson. What did well, I say, Jackson? There's he, clearly a connection yeah. going on there. Let's not be. I talk about like that's what I, I guess that's my point with what Ross Tucker was talking about is this idea of like, but they had cap space and they haven't had it before. What do you think? Why would Belichick care about Brady? Like, what? He's not a human being. Obviously, yeah, um, he is. And human beings have relationships. You understand. And uh, Nick Casario had a relationship. Hold on, you just, you just lost Jim with the human beings have relationships. Jim Cunningham. <laughs> Do you understand that much? <laughs> I mean, for God's sake. I said human beings, right. Uh, okay. He's right, half okay. man, half hipster. <laughs> you know, like he's... Oh, let him pop um, on the screen here. You'll see he's, 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 uh, like, like he's more hipster than uh, man, I think, at this point. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, now, yesterday you had the hat off and that was, you have the Tom Gunn hat on now, but maybe we're not ready for it. That's good enough, I think. Thanks, Jim. Good to see you, Jim. <laughs> it's more of a vision. Um, but. but yes, I, I mean, obviously the Patriots and Texans have guys in the front office that are connected and have been for a long time. That little mm-hmm. pipeline is something to watch there. We've seen that play out when GMs or otherwise go from one football town to another that they end up like, wow, shouldn't be surprised, I guess, that same thing is in, fa- don't you do that in, in your fantasy teams if your team is good that you like, well, I won the league last year with that guy, so I'm going to draft him again. Let's run it back. Same. That's. I'm sure that um, as you see Belichick disciples do, that they try to model what, what Belichick yeah. did up in Foxborough. And I think that connection, I could see Belichick saying to the brain trust down there in Houston, I could see him being able to... It, as well, as it stands, what are they? Fifteenth, fourteenth? They're not going to be 16th. able to. Aren't that's they not enough to get Deshaun Watson. Yes, but I do think they could leverage all their picks and move up in the draft. Well, here, and then be in a position that's this conversation to the is different from two days ago, even from probably when you sat down with Ross Tucker, because Deshaun Watson is in a little bit of trouble here. 
there are now four massage therapists uh, with allegations against him about sexual misconduct. Some people think the Texans have planted this to sabotage Deshaun Watson. Now, he says he'll clear his name. Obviously, he's entitled to that um, defense and that time to figure it out. But, oh boy, the league has a little bit of a, little bit of a problem here if this sticks. And um, I know I'm thinking about the wrong things here, but I, I want justice to prevail, and I don't want the Patriots to get Deshaun Watson for pennies on the dollar because he's damaged goods now, right? I mean, yeah, of, of all Could the you see that? parties you who see that? it doesn't, yeah, well, it doesn't add up though that the, right, the Texans, it makes no sense to, uh, no, to separate, diminish. separate things. No, I'm saying separate. I'm saying, oh boy, he's in trouble. Texans oh, yeah. have to figure something out. Uh, Patriots will take him off their hands. Nobody else wants to bite all of a sudden, all the suitors. We know the Bears went hard after him and ended up with Andy Dalton, which is the perfect signing for the Bears. The down to the color of his hair. It's the perfect signing for the Bears. Um, Ooh, I hadn't considered that oh, he matches. God. He didn't oh, even have great. to wear a helmet to match the uniforms. Yeah, but that's I'll, right. I'll say this, Dave. Um, since the Cowboys, uh, since Dak signed, and since, if you want to say, Breeze retired last week. Oh, was that Monday? But we got no Monday that he retired. None of these moves since then, and there's been dozens, really have affected what I would say the odds have indicated. The Chiefs still 5-1, to one, the Bucks plus 850 to win it. Packers 11 to one third bills, 12 to one Rams, 13 Ravens, 14 and the Niners are also 14. Then you get teams in the twenties like Browns and saints. A lot of moves. Trent Williams to San Francisco, Hunter Henry and Janu Smith. We said to new England, uh, AJ green, Rodney Hudson to Arizona, Hassan Reddick to Carolina, Corey Davis to the jet. I don't know. Joe Thune, Gary, Kansas city drops two big named, uh, linemen, then picks up Joe Thune. I don't think these, we'll see what Kyle long has. Kyle Long Kyle had Long's injury troubles in right. the back end of of uh, his career with the uh, with the Bears, but year away comes back here, easy guy mm-hmm. to root for, and all of that. Next to Tooney or wherever you put uh, wherever mm-hmm. they slot Tooney there, they still have to add a couple of tackles. Obviously, mm-hmm. although Kyle Long can also um, apparently move over to right tackle too. But either way, I do think that they've addressed things. But I stand by what I've been saying now for the last month: the Chargers. You like Hear that. Hear me now, move. believe me later. They're the smart play right now. Good value on the Chargers right now mm. to win the West. Get in on them. And, you know, if Deshaun Watson winds up in Denver, which I think is also a possibility, then that'll really shake things up. But as it stands now, I really like the Chargers. That defense is borderline dominant if Derwin James can just stay healthy. They add two pieces to the offensive line to hopefully once and for all resolve that uh, that cruddy mm-hmm. uh, unit there, but I, I still like them. So I disagree with you because mm. I think the Chargers are in fact ahead of the Chiefs in the division, let alone um, the AFC favorite. And I like what Matt Rule is lining up in year two in Carolina. They He's really, you know, he's an offensive mind and they lose Curtis Samuel, but now they add Hassan Reddick and the defense. They've made a lot of picks last year. I know Tom's in the division, so that's but we watch this at least. Carolina's gonna beat out the Saints and the mm, Falcons. At wow. Least. That, that's a second place team at worst, All the right. Carolina Panthers. I think we can say that here and now. Chargers plus four twenty. Carolina, it's very early to talk about this. Plus eight fifty to win their division. Those are division odds. Um, so eight fifty. Jump on that now, Dave. That's not gonna get any any higher, I think. I mean, you have to assume they're gonna sign a quarterback more suitable than what they have uh, going right now. 
But my point is a lot of these signings in the last few days don't make don't move the needle on the odds. Uh, Patrick Peterson goes to Minnesota right before we started taping. Curtis Samuel goes to Washington. I will say Fitzmagic will beat the Cowboys at least once, which uh, will be better. Yeah, than last I think year that kind when, when they swept them, but um, he's that smart enough spook to beat you them a little bit to see sure. Fitzmagic uh, go up to the nation's capital and yeah. he can win some games. And now they have legitimate weapons now, multiple weapons. Um, on offense and the defense, as we know, I mean, it's not like it's without question, but the defensive front at least um, can heat you up real good. Yeah, I, that's that the best unit now. And then Spaghetti's uh, gents there. They're the, it, for some reason, it feels like they're the least talked about team in the NFC East so far this offseason. Um, but if they get Kenny Galladay, I mean, then, the, you know, yeah. the, that I feel like Daniel Jones has been a little shorthanded because Saquon's always hurt. Well, it's very early. Um, and very I think, interesting, I, too. I do think the NFC East is the least improved out of everything. This is a week into free agency, barely. Cowboys still minus 105 to win the East, and the Washington team Oh, I, I disagree with you about really? that. Really? I don't Again, think. Has if, anyone really if Carson improved? Wentz, they're Carson Wentz not being good away from being next this coming season's NFC East. I'm not saying that the winner is going to go 7-9 and nine or whatever. Oh, but the North. Oh. That, I mean... If Deshaun Watson moves oh, moves out of Houston, and then Carson Wentz doesn't turn it around, which is you know I think a fifty fifty proposition at this point, what's the like? The Jags they'll be fun to watch with Trevor Lawrence, but they're not going to be a player in January. Well, and, we'll see. Uh, Everybody maybe, likes the Colts. Everybody still likes the Colts. I like the Colts a lot. I liked them a lot last year. Carson Wentz is that definitely an upgrade from Phil Rivers? No. I don't know that it is. No, I don't know that he has to. Uh, he has to put up. Pretty daunting numbers to match even Phil Rivers. It's numbers that he's only put up like once, I think, in his career. So Kenny Galladay, as you mentioned, is left. Mitchell Schwartz technically left. Our friend uh, Jeff Schwartz is a uh, brother. Still around if you want to give him a call. Alejandro Villanueva, that's your guy, Dave. Um, no, Trey yeah, he's Turner. moving on. No, I, I know. He's gone. Trey Turner, Juju Smith-Schuster. Haven't even heard anything really about where he might end up. And uh, Will Fuller. I, it, Those are the big names. He, Will Fuller is dominant. He just is hurt half the time. Gets hurt but, a lot. I mean, Gets hurt a lot. he's yeah. the guy who should dominate. And by the way, that's the thing with Belichick mm -hmm. is for everybody, it, it really is the, uh, like, let's get a third of a way through a painting and then assess how great a piece of art it is. That's what everybody's doing right now. They're like, I don't get it. What is that thing? It's right. like, what, what are we doing here? We're not, we're not finished yet. The painting hasn't, uh, hasn't been hung on the wall yet. Settle down, everybody. But Belichick getting all this credit for what he's done so far. Right. I guess if you like the if you like two tight end sets, and I do like that a lot because that does put a lot of pressure on the defense. Um, yeah, then the, you don't uh, have to have the best receiver in the game, right? When you have good, we just have to figure out which one's going to end up being the murderer out of the two tight ends. Well, but, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that is their history. Yeah, this yeah. A, the Patriot way. I like when people say that unironically. Like you, mm. you know what happened this century, right? On that Patriot way, under those Patriot way rules, yeah, right. right? We're so <laughs> proud of the Patriot. Anyway, that I that's getting too deep in the weeds. But you only need a single receiver out there who, mm -hmm. by definition, is going to get singled up if you have two tight ends and you throw the fullback on the field in front of uh in front of your tailback. They mm -hmm. are, they have the ability to run. They have two great tight ends. That's where Aguilar can make some hay is if he's singled up on the outside, it's kind of pick your poison. If you have the guys, um, if you have um, playmakers at tight end, if you have guys who can catch the ball there, so well, here they have that, but 
the only thing I'll say is this. All this credit Belichick, we don't know yet. I still think they're more likely to finish in last place than they are in first place. Well, here's what's great about it. Yes, I think it's great because if you're a Patriots fan, they should be better than they were last year, right? He's He's building up the tight ends. This is kind of the Patriots system. Let them double team everybody. Then the wide receiver stands out, doesn't have to be the greatest we've ever seen. He'll probably get the quarterback he wants. And for the rest of us that don't like Belichick, it's like, oh, yes. Not only did he lose last year, this year he's going to lose and have no excuses. So that's perfect for people like us, right? Um, Yeah, I I guess I just don't understand the point of Cam because it really does change the way you're going to play. He's Cam's fine. I think he'll bounce back. I guess they got him pretty cheap. The COVID thing really. Yeah. COVID did get weird, but I mean, it is weird. Does Cam, like, is this understood? He likes Belichick so much that maybe Belichick could say, I still want to get a QB in the draft, just so you know, one. And one, you might be a backup this year. Is that cool with Cam Newton? Whether people scoff or not, is borderline Hall of Fame by numbers in certain characteristics, certain categories. Um, I think one's agent agent probably sniffed around and said, uh, this is the best deal you're going to get. I don't think you're... (laughs) I don't think you're taking snaps week one anywhere else. Uh, Carolina's not going to have you back, but yeah. I guess. I guess if Ron Rivera was like, yeah, pass. We're not going to do that. Uh, Sorry, Cam. Good. uh, Thanks for the memories, but we're not uh, reuniting up here in in D.C. But Mm. I think the thing with Belichick is he's going to have egg on his face as soon as Will Fuller and Kenny Galladay signed for less money than when he just threw it. Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. What are we talking about? I know. what was it? Twenty six million and two for two seemed years. Desperate, very but, early on. But anyway, the that's big story. Exactly what it seems. We'll move on from football, but this Texans thing, this Deshaun Watson thing, is going to be. This is going to be really wow. something. The Texans could end up getting out of paying him and trading him if he's suspended. Obviously, not um, for good reasons. Obviously, but you know, obviously, you have to point out the fact that this is the thing with Goodell's player conduct policy. That, mm-hmm. that has kind of like gone up and down over his tenure, which is that he gets beaten up for like, you only suspended that guy blank games for doing blank. Yeah, and then right. it's like, oh, you, you, you suspended him that many games for just doing blank, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like, but now there is a track record. And if any of this bears out to be remotely in the ballpark of true, I think that based on the standard that Goodell has set out, that right. all of a sudden this coveted QB is going to be suspended for a portion of the season. Yeah. And then he becomes Unbelievable less desirable, how obviously, is, to your point about drafting him. How this I still is turned around. Joe Douglas up in New York should just say to to uh, the Texans, who do you want at number two? Because we're going to draft him mm-hmm. for you, and then when you're ready in mid-August, then we'll just trade. We'll, we'll just yeah. do it um, just before the season starts. Hey, Send we got Corey Davis. Look at us. You want to come over? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to have Nuke Hopkins. I don't know what happened. Uh, Dave, you know what? I know there's always one team that ruins your bracket, and that team is who? Hmm. I don't know. No, but there's always one, and that's why this year we're betting the tournament on FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Can we hear patriotic music? Oh, that's nice. On FanDuel, your first bet is risk-free. It doesn't matter if you're betting on Abilene Christian or uh, Villanova. New users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. That's what you do. They give you incite credit or you win and then you get to keep the money. It seems like an impossible deal uh, where FanDuel makes out at the end. I don't think they do, but they have odds on all the action. Games, day and night, it's about to get great. Friday, Saturday, multiple deposits, fast withdrawals, 
always on promotions. And if that's not enough, FanDuel wants to make you a millionaire. Not you, Dave. Everybody else. They're giving away $1 million to one lucky better. New and existing users get an additional shot at the payout every day you bet the tourney. <laughs> I said tourney. I know tourney's not right, no matter how you say it. Tourney. So if you want a shot, very yes, Pittsburgh a pronunciation. Tourney. Dude, you go into the tourney. You know they're <laughs> playing at the Igloo. They got all the teams coming down. They got all, you know, UNC's playing, dude. You ever seen them play? Dude, they're good at, they're, they're, you got to bring this guy on the pick to get some of them guys. I want to meet this guy. I want him to become a millionaire or even a thousandaire by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Just use promo code extra points so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code extra points. Let's take a look at these odds. Not much. And it's one shining moment. God bless the USA. We do need a song. We need that. We need hot lettuce. We need a whole bunch of songs um, to come in (laughs) and play. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see it ever happening. Uh, Gonzaga, two to one odds to win it all. Baylor, six to one. Illinois, six to one. Michigan, eight to one. Iowa, 17. Alabama, 21. Houston, the other two seed is 21 to one. Ohio State, also 21 to one. Those are your top eight. Right there's probably about 10 or 11 teams that can win this. Um, it's very interesting. And, you know, I remember, Dave, last year, my cousin Jimmy tried to disprove the myth that Gonzaga is actually a school that exists. It's in Spokane, right. Washington. That's what they tell us. He went there. He tried to say, no, this is just a fun word to say every March. Um, I'm willing to say it exists, but I think it's a club team. I don't think it's a, a real team. I think it's the same guys mm. every year. Remember Adam Morrison? Like they have mustaches. Like yeah. the the fountain of youth didn't work so well. They get needles. They take some kind of tonic water, and it's just a club team that's played together for the last twenty two years. And uh, you like know, they're the, obscure. They're from like a, an obscure Eastern European yeah. nation, right? And like we don't know the difference, like who they are. We don't know their backstory. They're like WWE bad guys from parts unknown. Yes, and nobody ever investigates that they're actually. Uh, studying in the daytime. I, I mean, did, that, that, that's you know as good what? a theory as any. crazier ideas. Yeah. Who, who I, follows up on this It shit? is as good a theory as any theory I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like, all right, no I, one pays attention because, you know, after December 26th, Merry Christmas to the Zags, they didn't play a ranked team. I know they blow through that conference uh, every year, but no ranked team since December 26th. Imagine that. Almost it's two so, months. You know what? This is a, it really is interesting because they're an entity unto themselves, to your point. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's like, Hey, oh, what? They're 25 and one. You know about these Zags? Like, no, I don't. Who have they played? Like, look it up. And then you lose interest. And then, and then, like, they're in the tournament again. I don't know. Well, they did be. They have some wins, but they all came in like December where everyone was getting their, their footing. They beat, uh, I know they beat, uh, Iowa by, by 11 back in December, like 19th or something. Um, they have a couple of good wins under their belt. But yeah, I, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think they're real. I don't think they're legit. It's too I bad Garza didn't go there. Gonzaga's Garza would have been nice. Yeah. Um, they beat Kansas uh, by 12 but, in November. That was Thanksgiving time. They beat West Virginia, obviously. These are all good teams. But nothing since the uh, the calendar turn to 2021. I, I have those. That That is apparently, if you do, if you look at the numbers and the history of it, the percentages say that um, typically two one seeds is mm-hmm. the right level to find as you fill out your brackets. If you go more than that, you're going too chalk. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're getting too far afield if you if you don't at least have a couple of teams doing that. I got the Zags as one. I think they I think you they do. get to the final four. 
So yeah. here's the I think thing. they'll get tested along the way because somebody always rises up. Nobody just breezes through it. But I think they'll get tested. I think they will survive. I think they lose to Iowa. It's a grade eight game or elite eight, whatever we want to end up talking. But I think it's two different ways to look at it. You fill out. We talked about it briefly on against all odds. When you're filling out a bracket and you get all ones and twos, like, ah, this just isn't going to happen. And it really doesn't. Auburn in 2019 was a five seed, made it. Loyola, Chicago, uh, an 11 seed in 2018, made the final four. South Carolina in 2017, a seven seed, made it. Syracuse in 16 was a 10 seed. Michigan State was a seven seed in 15. You can go back eight years and find a seven seed or higher. All right, Auburn was uh, five in 2019. You got to pick it, but... So fine, pick your Gonzaga's in the finals and uh, and and whatever and and you know Illinois. It's fine. You might still win your pool because no one else. If you're in the pool with sixty people, if it's an office pool, no one really is going to take like Ohio U to go all the way. So you'll be fine there. But keep it when you're on Fanduel. When you're betting on Fanduel, there are going to be upsets. You're going to be see a twelve seed in the third round. You just are. So just be careful. I don't know what I'm asking. Will a twelve beat a well, five? Well, I think because I. I yeah. get for me it's unset either way it's it's uh goldilocks effect for me mm-hmm. filling out the bracket if you go if if you take all the one seeds it feels mm-hmm. unsatisfying and also unrealistic i've i've gone right. i've i've gone too uh top heavy with the high pedigree teams but then when you start dr- trying to make a like you're you're drawing it in there i was doing it with florida state as a four seed i'm putting florida state i'm like this doesn't feel right. I'm overcommitting right. here. Am yeah. I really like oh, Ohio? They're going to beat. And then UNC, I have them surviving Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. And then knocking off Baylor in the second wow. round. But then when you're writing that in there, you're like, gee, well, well th- yeah. if this doesn't happen, I'm done. I you're may as done. well just throw this thing in the yeah. garbage. I had Utah State winning three games. I'm like, this is this sucks. So you're probably better off because the way pools are constructed, you get 16 points, I'm going to say, if you win the final game and maybe 12 if you win a semifinal game, so you might as well put the powerhouses in the in the finals matchup, right? If you if you need, you know, you got to make those points to win your pool. But um, I don't know. It's like Iceman versus Maverick, though, in the sky. Like, who do mm-hmm. you want to be philosophically? It's like, do you want a game manager slash surgeon at quarterback, or do you want a gunslinger? Do you want to live, or do you just want to survive? Like oh, man. Iceman's whole thing was like, I'll just wait you out until you make a mistake. And Maverick's right. like, no way, man. It's too much fun to flip the plane around and all that stuff and be uh, and be risky with stuff. Yeah. Be risky. Live. You understand? <laughs> why why eat mashed potatoes when you can eat beet stuffing? You, I understand. you see what I mean? Well, listen, no, I do see what you mean. And not only am I uh for living, I'm for providing college students, Dave. On against all odds tomorrow, what we're gonna do is we have three. I told the fellows the degenerate trifecta. I said, pick a long shot, a Cinderella team. Um, we'll assign a student to that school, and the team will play for that student, and every game they win. Uh, that student will get five hundred dollars in tuition and ten thousand if they win the whole thing. And brother Bry said his pick was Winthrop. He's like, I'll throw another fifteen thousand on that. So that's going to happen because brother Bry um, got his uh, car repossessed a couple of times. So let me just say, oh. Winthrop is going far on Fanduel. Yes, is minus three seventy <laughs> that a twelve beats a five. The degenerate trifecta tomorrow is representing Georgetown, UC Santa Barbara, and Winthrop. All twelve seeds. As I mentioned earlier, 12 seeds are 24 and 16, Dave. 24 and 16. It's crazy. In the last 40. And out of all those matchups, those are five, six, seven point underdogs. So just take it. Isn't it, it, isn't it right 
I don't know that this is right, but my assumption is that the 12 seeds are from mid-major kind of uh, schools and they are peaking uh, rosters. They're they're heavy with upperclassmen who've played mm-hmm. together for three or four years versus a good team from uh, a Power Five conference whose best player is probably about to go pro and it hasn't played and that that team hasn't been together as long as the mid-major who they're going to play. That does have to matter for something yeah. at that age. That's why Bob Knight's teams were always competitive versus um more oh, yeah. talented teams cuz they were together for 4 years. Nobody ever left there early, so they they had the benefit of having pra- practice together for almost a, a half decade. That was an edge that they had. I think that is the case. And one of these cases a 12 seed is uh and this is this is uncommon, but Georgetown, Patrick Ewing's Georgetown team is a 12 that's seed. a weird one so that's uh that's strange but yeah look for that on uh against all odds a 12 seed to beat a five you have to lay big wood on Fanduel 370 because it happens all the time dave you brought up indiana university they fired archie miller um mm. who's gonna replace him we've heard so much brad stevens we've heard calbert cheney we even heard rick patino maybe bows out against uh you know he has iona in this tournament maybe he's out in the first round I don't know. Do you want Rick Pitino I went there? to Indiana University. Yes. I went to Indiana University. We're now a football school, by the way. So mm. um, basketball is secondary to our concerns um, as we were robbed by the, uh, the uh, whatever, the Final Four Committee. Hoosiers deserved a longer look than they got. Either way, that's that's for Autumn. Um, the <laughs> I like Calbert Cheney. Just for the story of guy. that Michigan is thriving with Jawan Howard. You know who used to beat Jawan Howard pretty regularly for a couple of years? Calbert Cheney. With Was the, it Calbert Cheney? The, the sweetest, smoothest left stroke you have ever seen in college <laughs> basketball. Had a nice run in uh, the NBA. Now he's been coaching for a while there. I like uh, I like the idea that what I don't like is Rick Patino. It's the same as if you're a Vikings fan. Mm-hmm. And celebrating the signing of Brett Favre. Where's your dignity? We, we want yeah. Rick Patino. No thanks. We have no interest in him being a part of the IU coaching life. You don't like Give the arrogance he has? Rick Patino reportedly packed eight suits for the NCAA tournament. Eight suits for Patino. I, I don't know I who like he thinks he's like going to give. Huh? You do? You like that? I like when they do stuff like we're not. We're not, we're not packing for, uh, <laughs> we're not packing to, we're, we're winning tonight and then we're getting on the plane and we're going home to celebrate with our fans. I like that kind of attitude. That's moxie. Oh, I thought he was But no, just... I don't want Patina. No? Brad Stevens too, by the way. The thing I don't fully understand is the, the Hoosiers are going to hire somebody sooner rather than later. So what's Brad Stevens going to do? Is he going to quit? Yeah, right. The playoffs, the season, the Celts. That, they the, don't align. The math, the, the timing of it just doesn't make any sense for all the discussions people are having around that. I don't know how, how that goes over if Stevens is is uh, ghosting the Celts before the playoffs. Then again, they're a six seed. Maybe he will see the writing on the wall that that's not good enough, and he knows he's going to get fired anyway at the end of the season. Right, right, for sure. Am I missing something now? Did something just happen with Georgia Tech and uh, Loyola Chicago? think there was a, a rumor that the COVID issue was for Georgia Tech and it involved their star, Moses Wright. But it, I, I th- was it confirmed? I'm getting, I was getting texts to suggesting that it did. Uh, anyway, if it did, Sister Jean strikes again. That's a nice, that's a nice <laughs> little move for Loyola Chicago. I think she prayed for that. ACC do you think Sister Jean, yeah. do you think Sister Jean has the gall 
as someone, it's not like it's not like a star quarterback like mm-hmm. Russell Wilson who's like, hey, God's on my side. Like, all right, that's pretty arrogant. Well, mm-hmm. you, God's on your side instead of Jimmy G's. Why? Right. Um, that's one thing. But do you think someone who's devoted her life to the cloth mm. has the gall, the temerity to drop to her knees and ask for world peace and the end of hunger? But also, can can uh, can we get to at least a sweet sixteen? Because that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be good. Jim Cunningham, we did we did Laugh Line yesterday. Sister Jean is on Cameo. You don't have the song ready, do you, Jim? I would love to. <laughs> no, she no, but I can is she really? Can you pull it up? Yeah, let's let's get that song going. It's a it's a crime that this didn't uh, get nominated for an Emmy. Grab some money from a jar. Get a message from a star. The price is what we really wonder. Are you kidding me? How does that not get nominated? Crazy. Great song. Really is it, it it's criminal. But you know, I like I like music very often that isn't recognized by uh sizable yeah. portions of the of the population. By the way, I saw it was just the uh anniversary of one of Huey Lewis's um, oh, yeah. 80s records. So I know yes, that's a special yes, day all for you up. and Jimmy yeah. and everybody. 86 yeah. was a big one. Um, well, let me just say, as we got how the cameo over under music up, this is an outrage. Jean, I can't believe that this lady's making making That she charges it? Um, yeah. I'm going to say, I'll, I'll give you $100 over under. Cameo over under $100, Sister Jean. 101 years I mean, old. I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, it just seems wildly out of line for uh, for this lady to be uh, to be do. I mean, I'm going to go over because if she's going to do it and I assume the money's going to the school or church or something like that. She, what does she have? You got to think it goes to the collection plate. She's 101 years old. What do you think she charges? Oh, so you're saying over? Does she know antique? <laughs> um. What they give wild weekend with antique? That's what, where the money goes. I'm going over one hundred dollars. Yeah, you're right. It's a hundred and fifty, right, Jim? Wasn't it one fifty? Yep. And uh, who the hell pays that for that? Well, also, like, imagine sitting her down and and just, and explaining this to her. Like, okay, you're do, gonna do a one minute message, and she doesn't know difference from money, right? She's like, all right, I'll do that for. They're gonna give you a hundred and fifty dollars for. It's like what? I'll do it for twenty dollars. $20. I'll do it for five dollars, right? She's got to be living in the money. Ha- can have no value yes. to her, right? She, well, that's why that, the last eighty years of her life have basically, you know, I I I, I guess I don't know what her day to day looks like around campus. Oh, uh, she gets busy. Is she w- yeah, she gets really busy. Oh, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say that there's a Deshaun Watson connection, but no, no, she's a. Uh, yeah, so Georgia busy. Tech, the rambling wreck, that's yeah. what they deserve. You can't be too, you can you don't get to take two nicknames too. You this know, guy also, averaged this Moses in violation Wright, of that. 23 and a half points, 10, 10 rebounds per game. It's gonna be rough. Um, and uh, well, maybe uh maybe Sister Jane will send them a message if he has 150. Somebody else has a COVID. Uh, so, uh there's another team out there that's uh well, every referee dealing with it. Home. Yeah, obviously Virginia and Kansas might not be with full lineups or they have to get there Friday. Um, so that's interesting too. But let us take our first four picks. The first four starts, if you're listening to this on Thursday, Texas Southern versus Mount St. Mary's, um, Appalachian State versus Norfolk State. Now the winner of those two games play um, Gonzaga and Michigan. And then Drake plays Wichita State 
and UCLA plays Michigan State. That's a fun one. I am going, go to FanDuel right now and bet Wichita State plus one and a half. Shockers with Tyson at the end at 17 points per game. I think they take down Drake. Shockers, they've won 12 in a row. Uh, Drake's a different team. They went a little stretch. They, they were great in the beginning, not so much now. Penn is out. They got their top scores out. They're a different team. I think Wichita State um, plays a lot of good defense, and they win this game by seven points. What are you going with? That's a good call. I'm going to go with um, Tom Izzo and, mm-hmm. uh, and Sparty there against UCLA. A grand matchup, really, um, this early on between two teams that have made a lot of hay over the last 50 or 60 years in college basketball. Mm-hmm. I'll ride with Izzo, though, here. They're coming on a little bit. They're giving two, and this is a chance for me to mention the spread the love um, thing that everybody within the sound of our voices can jump in on now. Go to fanduel.com slash extra points, and for every 2,500 people that bet on Michigan State, Mm -hmm. Sparty gets an extra point in their favor, and that can go on endlessly, and we can all go home winners with this. Again, spread the love. FanDuel.com, get in on this. And I really do. I mean, if you if we can swing it even a point or get it down to pick or, you know, I, I think that, uh, but but as it is now, I like Sparty giving two last I looked at it an hour ago. <laughs> With the spread, the love, they're getting like 72 and a half right now. If we can get there, yes, that would be the goal. I yeah, think then I think I'll feel very good yes, about it. That's a fishy line if that happens. But I also think... <laughs> I also think it was a fishy line coming in where UCLA was favored by one and everyone pounded Michigan State. Boy, I think this is, aside from the spread to love, I think this is a stay away. This is so, uh, is everyone betting on the bigger, better coach? Like UCLA has six scores in double digits. Um, Oh, man. I want to bet this so much, but I, 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 just, I, I think I'll just watch it, it. But again, I ride with, I know there's some halfway decent teams in the Pac-12 yeah. this year, but I, I, I just, this is always, I know that maybe this is a little basic for your taste, Sal, but I, I just always do the, what you kind of said that I think you said a couple of days ago that you don't know how advisable this philosophy is, but I just kind of look at which conferences are strongest, sure. and which I feel like we're collectively a little disrespected or whatever the word is by the committee. And I think it's the ACC this year. And I think the big 10 is the best conference, certainly. Mm. And I think if you've been mucking it up for the last couple of months with all those teams, it's going to feel fairly breezy. It's kind of like being the guy who had to block Lawrence Taylor right. in practice all week. It's like, oh, this was, this is much easier than having to play against him all week. I think that's what I like. As a matter of fact, Ohio State to also get to the Final Four along oh. with the Eli and I. I think that that's how good the Big Ten is. It's one of those years where you're going to see the best conference get a couple of teams at least into I the think Final the, Four. The Big Ten, I think, is minus one or plus one twenty to get to to win the title. Well, a Big Ten team, you're getting good bang for really? your buck there with Ohio State, Illinois, obviously Iowa and Michigan. They get livers back probably the third game if they're lucky enough to be there. But uh, yes, that Michigan State UCLA game. And the winner plays BYU, and then you got Texas on the other side. That's a nice little quadrant there in the East. I, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to those games uh, this weekend. Oh, there's so much, so much going. I'm on looking there. forward to all of it. Finally, we got we we were forced uh, to go without March Madness for a whole year of our lives. Sal, we're never yeah. going to get it back. But let's not live life in the rearview mirror. Let's embrace 
what's going to be a little weird mm-hmm. still all around. Although games from Hinkle, you, you ever you, you saw Hoosiers, I'm, right? Uh, that's yeah, where the state championship is. That's where right. Chitwood. That's where Chitwood knocks out South Bend. I forget which one the South Bend team is beat, it? but anyway, <laughs> South Bend South. I don't remember what the team was, but anyway, um, the uh, it's that gym, and it's and it's just glorious. I once, mm. in fact, went to play two on two there really? with uh, Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones Drew and Pat McAfee, and uh, those are three name drops right in a row. Wow. One, two, three. And uh, we started playing, and my back was terrible. And wouldn't you know, who comes walking through the gym? Like, what What the hell is he doing there? Damon Bailey, Indiana oh, Hoosier wow. legend, an icon. Just walking through. Wait, that's middle-aged Damon Bailey. What's what's he doing here? And they're like, I guess we're in Indianapolis. That's what Damon Bailey, what, what else would he be doing? Just knocking around empty gyms. Mm-hmm. And anyway, we uh, we played some basketball. Did there. you tag oh, him in? Did you, did, did you say your back hurt? Like, I you did. Get in there. Oh, you did? I did. I did. Yeah. All of a sudden, Ike and Maurice were playing against Pat McAfee and who's your <laughs> legend, Damon Bailey, yeah, Mr. Indiana, Mr. Basketball in Indiana right. a couple generations ago. Oh, that's fun. And guess what? Ike and Maurice beat them. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, that's right. That, that's anyway, who you're rooting for. I don't know what anyway, the point of that right? story I mean, you was. don't want Damon oh, Bailey yes. to take over for you. And then Damon Bailey, they light it up. They're like, oh, good thing we got rid of Damashek, right? You're right. It looks for bad Ike for me. Bailey. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a fun gym, right? Yeah. Oh, um, it's, it's heaven. So it'll be fun to watch those games. And, um, it, it you know, but the, the COVID, the COVID is not gone yet. Not to be a doom and gloom guy, but yeah, man, let's get through this tournament now. Play let's, all these uh, games. Yeah. Play them all. Let's, uh, the, I don't want X's all over my bracket and, and question marks and shit like that. Let me ask you, Dave, uh, I'm, I'm pulling this on you last minute. Win play show. Mm-hmm. You think in the, you think of March madness, Three highlights. Highlights in your head. Not even greatest moments. Highlights for you. What do you think of? I the when I think of the March Madness tournament, my mm-hmm. brain goes to uh my second earliest memory, NC State. Absolutely. Knocking off mighty Phi Slamma Jamma with uh Akeem Elijahwan and Clyde the Glide Drexler and Larry Michau and, and the rest. Mm-hmm. And um a lot of things stand out to me about that one. They Derek Wittenberg and Sidney Lowe, who is built basically like, I guess like you, and he mm. was the point guard of the national champion oh. team, which was weird. And he had a mustache. Yeah. That's not an insult to you per se, but it is no, weird that you were the yeah. point guard of it. Right. Well, it'd be weird if the, if the team that won the national championship in 2021 had you at point guard, you mm-hmm. understand? Not an no, insult I do. per se. I do. Um, but then Lorenzo Charles, you know, catching the ball and dunking it at the buzzer and Jimmy V running around the floor. I mean, that was that's thing, it. Right. The, that's that, number that one encapsulates I mean, that's everything. It. If you have to show one highlight or one story and the 30 for 30 was tremendous on it. And it really is the, it, it, the epitome of it. The whole thing is like they had to win their they had to win their conference tournament. Their record was nowhere good enough to get in otherwise. And even winning that conference tournament, they were down three games. You know, they were losing in the, in the final minutes. Those, so it was miraculous that they won that conference tournament. And then almost every game, I think the second game, they they kind of blew out their opponent. Almost every game was close in the NCAA tournament and then to win the way they did. And Val Vano running around just looking for someone to hug. Tremendous. That's my win. That's your win. I think that's my win. That's that, got to be my it, number it's, one. It's just too hard to beat. What's your second? 
Um, I now it gets weird for me because I could do most memorable, not my favorite, but my most memorable, some most painful things that what have ever happened of? to me in yeah. my entire life was it, the 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 feast and famine of about um like a 45 minute stretch, if memory serves. 1992, mm-hmm. the Hoosiers have I mean, they, they, or, uh, what was that? Not yet. Yeah, 92. The, the Hoosiers make a massive turnaround during the season. They start out, they lose to Kentucky. They get whipped by UCLA in mm. Pauley Pavilion by, I think, 30. Then they turn it all around and they start dominating everybody. And um, they get all the way to, um, they, they, they play UCLA in the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and they beat them by 30. So it's like a 60 point swing. And you think no one's going to beat us if we could just get Duke out of the way. Unfortunately, Duke with Christian Leitner and Hurley and the rest are going to, are, are going to mop up UK. Right. So we're celebrating in the streets of Bloomington, Indiana. We're on to the final four. This is a seminal moment as, uh, as sports fans. Mm. And then we go into a crowded bar and everybody's roaring. And, uh, the, and UK, they're they're going to win, and we're all watching. If UK wins this game, the Hoosiers are going to win the national title. Then we're going to mm. do that. And Leitner makes that shot, and the bar went silent for like two or three seconds, and mm. all all the hillbillies <laughs> in the bar, like the, the few people in there were like, hey, we want to be number one. We got to beat the best. So <laughs> let's go get them. Let's go get them Duke Blue Devils. And I'm like, ah, screw it. We're going to lose now. We're going to lose. That's the one that plagued that me. Was, that's my else. place also. Team. Same thing. Thomas Hill grabbing one. his head. Thomas Hill in tears. Leitner. How he knew he had a dribble and a turnaround in 1. 1. 1.8, 1. 1.3. What was it? How much that's was left? That's the thing that's hard to just hard oh, to grasp. man. That you could be that, that you could be that lucid right. as a whatever, 20 year old or whatever age that, that he knew to that he needed to do that to to get a decent yes. look, to pound the ball once and yep. I, yeah yeah quite a thing that was got, the best and then the next year of course Didn't Alan panic. Henderson right the best college for, for top for high end teams when UK with Jamal Mashburn was great the next year and then UNC won it with Eric Montrose and yep. the Fab Five in year two and then can't, the Hoosiers were number one all season and they were still the best team. And then right before the tournament, Alan Henderson hurt his knee. Right. And uh, they went out in the Elite Eight. That was, I believe. And then Barry Goheen. I I think the Hoosiers were beating Duke in that game, in that semifinal game, weren't they? In 92 at half? They were. Yeah. That was. It was a close game. It was probably a three or four point game, I think. That's all right. They had a short bench in those two years. As good as they were, Calbert Chaney was the best player in the country for all the great teams, all the great players. Calbert Chaney was the best of them, and they were really good. And for the first time, the, the short bench, they really had a rotation of about seven. Mm. They filed out three guys from the Hoosiers. Nobody filed out all season. Three guys filed out against Duke. It, it sucked. It yeah. made me sick, and the Hoosiers still almost won that game against Mighty Duke. They were ah, now I'm all set. Well, you, a lot. you glossed over it, but I'm not even putting the Chris Webber timeout. And by the way, I think he gets a little too much shit for that. I mean, obviously that that's Why? the moment because they weren't always, definitely going to win the game if they, they were still down, right? They still had to come up with a, a shot and win. Maybe it's because I had North Carolina. I bet North Carolina that day, and I, <laughs> I wanted a little more. I wanted a little more credit for being smart about the pick than it was just like a brain fart. And by the way, I see. half the bench is calling for a timeout anyway. So whatever. 
Yeah, he won't talk about it. Well, pick your poison. So you could have backed it up four seconds earlier than that when he traveled with the ball. That's true, too. (laughs) He also, which is why, which, which is why he freaked out and did that. But I mean, the other one too, is it launches the Michael Jordan um, thing. And it's funny that um, Jordan making that shot has become the story of that Patrick Ewing, Georgetown team, sleepy Floyd, um, and company against UNC with Doherty and James Worthy and uh, all those guys. Um, and Jordan makes the the game-winning shot. That's the thing that people remember. It was way weirder that after Jordan makes that bucket, Georgetown inbounds the ball the wrong way, Freddie Brown, and, yeah. he, dribble, and he dribbles it up. Yeah, Their right. chief score was Sleepy Floyd at that point, so he thinks Sleepy Floyd is behind him. And he turns to give him the ball to to isolate Sleepy Floyd, presumably. And mm. he throws it to James Worthy of UNC. Yeah, just right. dribbles off. I remember watching that as a kid and being like, "What in hell?" I mean, that was that. That's <laughs> one of the weirdest endings. You'd watch it if, as if an you adult really and say the same thing. Count yeah. them up. How many weirder endings have there ever been to a sporting event than like it all comes down to this? They need a. He just Not threw it many. to the wrong guy. He didn't yeah. know who who that was. That was bizarre. What's so your, what's your show? That's your show? Interesting. I think the show, for I, me, To me, that's the most memorable thing. I think it's tied for the 10 times I had to uh, write a check to my bookie uh, after the NCAA tournament, which was technically April, but we'll call it March Madness. That's that's my show um, for that. What about... Well, let's tell the story one more time. I know you told it at the beginning. I was just going to say, the, the, the dishonorable mention... Yes. Was when the Hoosiers went on their wild run in what Let's was it, Ot One or Ot Two, Ot, yeah, somewhere around there, like there Ot, maybe double zeros, oh, 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 one, whatever. Um, yeah, Juan Dixon and company won the national title, mm-hmm. and the Hoosiers somehow they fired Bob Knight, and then Bob, uh, and then Mike Davis took over, and um, so we're writing they, for the they, Man they, Show at the time, right? Right. They well, the Hoosiers catch Duke, and so you figure, well, that's the end of this. And mm-hmm. somehow they beat Jason uh, Williams and Carlos Boozer and that gang, and they get all the way to playing Oklahoma in the final. They they win that one, mm-hmm. and we watched that at Jimmy's house. I remember watching that one over there. And right. then on Monday night, we worked uh, the the full day at the Man Show. Mm-hmm. And we, we then we gathered round and, and ordered pizzas to watch the national title game. Mm-hmm. And I was consumed, you know, sweating it out. I wasn't paying attention to what everybody else was was up to. But I did know pretty standardly back in, in, in that era, Cousin Sal always had his hand down his pants. And I don't mean like in between the pants and the underpants. I mean, he was it was flesh on flesh. That's true. I do remember Except that, that you always had that weird talc on. That that you, could you smell. What's that yellow stuff? Why is it, What's it gold called bond? again? Why was that weird? Gold bond. Gold like bond. Because it has a certain smell, and so it's okay. so powerful. You know who's using gold bond because mm-hmm. they they smell of it. Anyhow, um, <laughs> we had had those pizzas, and you know I was sweating it out. And second half, I'm just nervously eating, and I pick up some empty cr- some crusts in the uh, in the empty box, and I start eating them, and then it hits me the unmistakable stench of the gold bond as I'm eating this pizza and I, and, and I bleed it. I, I, I scream. These crusts are covered in Sal's cock paw. You, <laughs> you, you cock pawed the, the crust and ruined it for me. And then Juan Dixon won and ruined the night even further for me. So of course that's not making my list. That sucked. 
All right. You know what? I, I'm sorry. Uh, rest in peace, Jim Valvano. That's my win right there. That's my best. <laughs> my best March Madness moment. It's got to shoot to number one. I forgot. I forgot. Not enough. As I, you got your hand. So it's one thing <laughs> to have a hand down your pants. Yes. But why are you eating with the same hand? What's the point of the other? I'm not going to give you my what? secrets. That's just how it is. It's just how it is. And by the way, I, you know, it's, it would have been fine. It's Here's a good one way hand to, on, I, to keep you off carbs, right? Like, why are you eating the crust? Here, I put my cockpaw all over it. <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> that could be, uh, wait a minute. This could be a nice side business for you. <laughs> this you. could be great. Like, you yeah. want to get off the breads? You, you know that right. the, the, those aren't good for you. <laughs> Guess what? Now they got cockpaw on them. Now you're going to eat them? I don't think so. The Joel Solomon, you want to jump in here. What happened? I, I do want to ask Dave a question. First of all, I would have never eaten pizza again or used Gold Bond. So, uh, Dave, I don't know how you do it. Dave, in that tournament, I believe uh, Kent State beat Pitt the, uh, with Antonio Gates and Dwayne, and Dwayne Wade. Had Pitt won, they would have played Indiana. Who, would you, who do you root for in that game? Indiana. It's a good question. Back then. Um, and and um, the... But Dwayne Wade was on Marquette and beat Pitt in a in a different year. But uh, you're right, that same color scheme as uh, as Kent State. But um, yeah, that was a, a sickening one to watch because Pitt was supposed to win. Indiana was a big upset, and I thought, oh no! As soon I thought Indiana won, and then I thought, oh no, Pitt's going to beat Kent State. Now I'm going to have a choice to make. To answer your question, I don't know. This is not something that I can decide intellectually for the sake of this conversation. Mm. It's a decision that will, will be made if that day ever arises. I don't know that I want to see it. Um, I don't know that I would ever wish for it. I think that it's one, like I say, that my heart and gut would determine for me. They would let me know <laughs> in the moment, and there wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be able to decide in advance. But I would feel what I feel, and that's where on, I would go. Your life, you have to choose. Your life depended on rooting for Pitt or Indiana to go to the final four. He doesn't know. It depended on the coach at the time and, and no. how much he How do I, I? I mean, yeah. my heart would guide me. I would follow where my heart uh, decided to take me. The correct answer, though, I believe is Pitt. I think I, 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 wow. think I would. I, I, my, my hunch would be that I would end up, uh, you know, for my old man and for my uncle and everybody else who I went to so many Pitt basketball games with, I'd be like, I want to see them get to, I want to see them do it. Let me just ease your pain a little here, Dave, with the, this, this might be, um, well, although uh, because it preceded it, maybe I was getting you back when you didn't even realize it for the Indiana thing. But anyway, we went, that getting was the man show. Well, here's why, here's why, because we went to uh, Dodger town. We did a, uh, a remote there. Me, Jimmy, Adam Carolla, Doug DeLuca, our friend went down there. It was a big horse. Uh -huh. And, uh, and we went down there and Lasorda was great and they pretended to be Dodgers for a day. And then we went to a bar and I had a lot of money on Duke, more money than I had to my name. And I think they were up. Now I'm looking at the box score. They were up 13 and a half against Indiana. And as a close game and Indiana outscores them by 14 in the second half. But to win the game, I remember this vividly, some asshole yep. running, not the, not the baseline, but traveling because you're not allowed to run that side area, right? What's that called? I don't, it's not the baseline, but is it just, is it the baseline? Not under the hoop. You understand the sideline, the sideline where everyone checks in. He's running back and forth before he finds someone to pass it to. That should have been a travel. It wasn't, they didn't call it uh, Indiana beats Duke by one. So now I'm poor. Well, that was all, what else was crazy. What was no, crazy that about was crazy. that too was Jason yeah. Williams missed the free throw. Yes. 
Yes, and that in the instant that it hits the rim and falls and and, and falls outside the rim, I you you for a split second. But then Carlos Boozer, who yeah. really could bang that offensive glass, grabbed the ball and you let like oh your heart sank for that brief. Then he went up for a layup and missed that one too. Yeah. And then mm. that was it. And I remember uh, running out of the bar with with glee. But no, the rules referee, and, I, and I have my money. And then the cockpaw thing probably never happens, and all, and all that. But um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I mean, it really could have saved us <laughs> if the refs did their jobs that night. But anyway, I come back. I was watching at the bar. I go back to the cigar bar, and Doug DeLuca's like, "Hey, you lost money. Have a cigar." And I hadn't had a cigar in years, and I had it. And I, of course, I had a crazy big meal before that because that's my way. And I vomited all over the table. That was it, right there in Vero <laughs> Beach. That was it. So I lose and then everybody else loses. So I'm I'm a lot of fun. <laughs> DeLuca, then, I was once I, I mean DeLuca uh had a knack of uh of being wherever something crazy was going on. Yes. He um we were in Vegas once for somebody's bachelor party, and I remember him getting yelled at by the pit boss yeah. because he came up to the craps table and started just grabbing my my chips and like i'm putting this one here i'm I'm doing this yeah. i'm like what the hell are you doing you can't just grab my chips and then he started grabbing the other guy next to me who's right. a complete stranger taking At chips he's like oh relax and do it he rubbing their cheek with his fingers like that's a complete stranger what are you doing you can't you can't touch people in casinos yeah. against we, we run with a lot of idiots it is true it is true indeed all right we've spent a lot of time oh relax would you relax (laughs) petting the guy's face (laughs) pit boss sir sir you cannot do (laughs) pass the cavassier oh he's a lunatic (laughs) i want to read some mail uh what is this the extra points gang at gmail.com that's where you can reach out to us the extra points gang at gmail.com scott perkins writes in Cousin Sal, I read your book cover to cover. Great stuff. Thank you. I heard the guy from Rudy is going to play you in the movie version. All right. I actually um, been told by a lot of people I look like him. The older version of him we we look like. Anyway. Sean Astin. Yeah, Sean Astin. Damashek knocking the NCAA tournament is in line with some of his other opinions. He said the Taj Mahal is garish. Is that true? (laughs) He said Seinfeld the show. Seinfeld the show is unfunny. Oh God! The I didn't say that. The Godfather is too long, and the seventy-two <laughs> Dolphins had a so-so season, and the Raquel Welch has bad teeth. Good luck with your bracket, Scott from Cape Cod. <laughs> Do you want to claim any of those? <laughs> Only half of those are true. I do think <laughs> the Taj Mahal is a little bit. Look at me, but uh, <laughs> it's not look at me. True. It's not even up I anymore. I think the Dolphins. It? I think yeah. history agrees with me. I think most people who are tuned in understand Bob Greasy doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and that, that wow. that's the only undefeated team. <laughs> so-so season. Right. You, did you say so-so season? You never said so-so I don't so think season. I said so-so. Undefeated. So. He might be embellishing, but still. Seinfeld is unfunny? <laughs> what, what, where does that come from? I didn't say that. The only thing I will say about Seinfeld. You said Curb that's is inaccurate. funnier. That's inaccurate. You say Curb is funnier. I say Curb is no. funnier. because Because no. especially in hindsight, Kramer now feels like a silly cartoon. I kind of always thought and, that. Yeah, but I still appreciated it. Um, I gotcha. Uh, all right. Well, Dolphin Sosa, Raquel Welch has bad teeth. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Thank you, Scott Perkins, for writing in the extra points gang at gmail.com. I want to hear more of these. I had never heard some of the Taj Mahal one I hadn't heard. Seinfeld thing. Godfather is a tad too long. I know it's sacrilegious to say so. 
it is a tiny bit. <laughs> I, will, too I, long. I am no. That's the opposite, by the way. That's true. Scott Perkins, uh, a, a swell fella for sure, but misrepresenting okay. um, my statements of, about that. I always say, in fact, people bellyache like, "Oh, that! Do you hear that movie's three and a half hours? Like, is it good?" Because then I want it to be longer than three and a yeah, half yeah, hours. Yeah. It's the sucky movies that I don't need that to be uh, right. even 90 minutes long. That's all. I have no beef with yeah, the great far, movie. Far, few and far Good between where, where, where now I'm like, oh, I wish that was a little longer. That was great. Yeah, it doesn't seem to, that doesn't seem the case. Hey, uh, Joel Solomon managed to uh, track down a pink pineapple and he sent us a picture oh, of it. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like it was a book um, about a pink pineapple. Joel Tell everybody about the pink pineapple. This is the fruit of the year. It's it's middle of March, but we can call it, I think. Sorry, Dave. You know, I know I, it's your I list. wish you could have put money on this because you called this a month ago. So it's so good. To you again for a great call. Mm-hmm. I told I told my wife, I said, hey, when you're out shopping, if you see this pink pineapple, grab mm-hmm. it. So little little did I know what it cost, but magically one appeared last night. She brought it back. And uh I mean it is it is like if a watermelon and a pineapple uh, mated. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's possible for fruits. And uh, it is. It's, fru- it's fruit of the year, Dave. You, you call it now. I don't think he wants. I'm to. not going to call he, it yeah. now. I, I think he, he. I don't hey, even think I, he wants anyone's advice. If we help them with this, could be this could be the greatest thing he's ever put between his lips, and it won't matter because we've brought it to. That's him. not. I mean, I, I I certainly would give you credit. I would hail you if you were correct about this. I mm. it has yet to pass my lips. So TBD on that one. In the meantime, I'll use my lips to say, "Where's your honor? Where's your dignity, Joel Solomon? You're a grown man. You don't have to kiss Sal's ass like this." No, like, Dave, oh, you were so right again. You did it again. What's he know about fruit? He Just, knows about gambling. I know about fresh produce. Look, Listen, Dave, I don't know shit about fruit and I and this is the best I've ever had. It's incredible, know. Dave. I'm not saying it's the Michael Jordan of fruit because Michael Jordan took a couple seasons wow. off. This, this fruit. Oh, right. now you're kissing my ass, Joel. Now that's unnecessary. Right. Okay. That's unnecessary. But you should try it, Dave. Seriously. But I will say, I will. I'm say going are, to try it, of course. There are side effects. The pink pineapple, Dave. Now, if Joel Solomon is any indication, it softens your brain so that you say stupid things like office pole instead of office pool. And when you're trying to track down a certain uh, mix of people, you you just lose your mind altogether in terms of candidates for a uh, contest or something. So, dude, it's horny time, yes. dudes. Dude, it's the t- t- here. I'm gonna eat some pink pineapple Office with the horny. Office poll. <laughs> Who are you voting for in the in the uh, turn in the horny, Joel? I know. Turned into a six year old. You got. I, I'm not even participating in this year's brackets because I'm I'm worried I'll say it wrong. So I'm I'm not even gonna turn one in. <laughs> Who does Dave, who do we all have in this, uh, our futures draft? I have Florida state going to the final four. You do. All right. Yeah. And I, I devoted $50 to that and Mm -hmm. I have, I'm pretty sure did, didn't I get Illinois? I don't, I don't have the, no, no. Yes, you do. Yes. That was your $300 round. You want Illinois to make the final four. Uh, you got three to one odds, I think, on that, and you have Florida State to win the fi- make the final four for, at fifty dollars at four to one odds. We had a ten round draft. You could take futures anytime from the March Madness through the middle of July, so it takes you to the All Star break in baseball, and so that you could have uh, you could have the Lakers to win the title. You could have 
uh, a certain horse to win the Kentucky Derby. You could have Virginia to make the final four. You could have Pete Alonzo to lead the, the league in home runs by the all-star break. It, it, so much to choose from. But as far as basketball goes, we have Mikey meatballs here. You have Iowa in the final four, right? Mikey. And yeah. then, yes. And then I have Baylor to, uh, listen to Mikey meatballs opens What's his mic doing? and he's got the puck on in the back. Did he really? Who was it? it? Who was it? That's authentic. <laughs> See, he's a real hockey guy. I love it. Meatballs. What, what is the flames is on? Who the is it? The flames? Oh. Flames and Oilers. There you go. Shaq, you oh, have Illinois and Florida that. State. And, it's the uh, Civil War, the battle for Alberta, Flames and Oilers. Oh, my God. See, That's, now we talk about a Talk about a crazy ending to a game. Remember in 1986, <laughs> 84, 85, 86, they're playing the Flames in the playoffs, and it goes to game seven. Lanny McDonald. And with, not Lanny McDonald, no, Steve Smith, not... Oh the Carolina Panthers, Steve Smith, mm -hmm. or the Michigan, uh, New York Giants. Steve Smith, the defenseman, a rookie with, with Gretzky and Messier and this legendary team. And uh, the game is tied and he goes behind his own goal and he's looking to headman the puck up to the blue line and he hits the back of goaltender Grant Fuhrer, his own goalie, and it goes mm -hmm. into the goal and they lose, the, they lose the game and it ends their cup streak and everything else. That also makes the list for weird yeah. ending to a game. Chris Weber was laughing at that. His point is like, what the hell's wrong with that? Why would you shoot at your own goalie? Um, interesting. All right. I don't know what else we want. Oh, Jim, you have a bunch. You're well, I mean, Virginia. I don't know. Do we, do, is Mikey, do you support Mikey meatballs listening to the TV instead of us while we're doing the show? <laughs> or, or do you, or do you think that's kind of cool? I think he was kind of listening to us. I mean, he was able to answer the question there. Uh, I don't know. I think we need to, we, we got to ship some pink pineapple to his house. Refresh over there. Um, Jim, you have West Virginia, you have Ohio State and Oklahoma. We did this. Shaq, you have Illinois and Florida State. I have Baylor and then the degenerate trifecta. Oh, Eddie, you have Alabama to win the championship 20 to one. So that's a big win. He could separate himself, right? Eddie, you oh, come on. Yeah. Let's come on for a second. Let's hear what you have in the background. You have like bagpipes playing? I think Eddie stepped away for a is second. Is it? Did he? He's drunk. Yeah. This is his day. Let him no, enjoy. I, th I think he was so uh, upset at whoever wrote in about all those bad Sheck takes. He got just very upset. Is that what it was? He couldn't yeah. take it. I almost, well, I almost pulled a, a Piers Morgan too and walked away. Uh, Dave, minus three. <laughs> what the hell did I, would I deserve that for? <laughs> Spaghetti's out celebrating. His blue shirts won nine nothing against That's the ridiculous. Flyers tonight. And nine nothing. That's a crazy. They're like twenty-one shots too when they had nine goals. Like it makes you appreciate the the one-one triple overtime games where the goalies have forty-six saves. Twenty-one shots, nine goals for the Rangers tonight. Weird, weird game. But minus three. Prayers up for Geno Malkin. Season's over for the Pens if he is out long term. So hopefully seventy-one comes back. What, what's up, Joel? Yeah. I was just going to say, I think that gentleman took it easy on you because he didn't even mention your horrible lobster take. The best part about lobster is the is the drawn butter. So, listen, go ahead, go go with uh, go with the majority. That's that's what you do. Be a, be a sheep. I'm, John, I, I think outside the box, Joel. Don't you see? Drawn butter on pink pineapple. Uh, <laughs> hear me now. Believe me later. Dave, minus three. You're at Damashek. You had uh, one minus three. He's really, really good with Ross Tucker. He goes over all the free agency, what it means. And uh, and then you're going to have Kevin Hench yell at you on uh, Friday. Kevin Hench will be yelling at me. And um, I 
I'm not positive if we'll, I don't think we can flick with basketball, but it would be fun if uh, the ball was tipped while we were on the air. When but are you doing way, it? Are a, you doing uh, it tomorrow or Friday? You're doing it Thursday yeah, or Friday? Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. So I think we miss all those uh, games, good. but uh, we'll get you right is. for uh, yeah. for the first weekend of March Madness and otherwise. So make sure you're checking out minus three and make sure you get in on the spread the love uh, fanduel.com slash uh, extra points yes. and ride with us in Michigan State tomorrow night against UCLA. Let's get that up to 72, 72 and a half. I think UCLA wins the game, but probably not by 72 points. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe by 60, 61, but not 72 and a half. Spread the love. Fandle.com slash extra points. Or Sal will vomit later in the <laughs> evening if, if it doesn't go that way. Against all odds, we have Tate Frazier, Tate the Snake. Big rivalry with Tate and Jim Cunningham. Tate used to be my producer. Jim Cunningham, now our producer. They, they really don't like each other too much. Um, they reunite on Against All Odds. We're going to go over all 16 Saturday games because it's going to post Friday. So we figure, all right, everyone loses money Friday night. You listen. You get a, a leg up on it. And we're going to have our representatives from Georgetown, Winthrop, and UCSB. They're going to try to get $500 per win. We're going to meet them, students from each of those schools, in the Degenerate Trifectas Cinderella tuition giveaway, something like that. Hit AOL uh, up tomorrow. And just a reminder, everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all our favorites. Good night.